Blog Talk Radio. Another bonus episode on you Got M16 here Got EZ And look who decided to come join us on the aftermath It's ATL Diva You'll get your own little separate set of Round of applause here for Thank you Thank you I'm excited to join you guys No we appreciate it You know we got a um, A really Great guest here, and, you know, just feeling really uh, good about, you know, another episode of The Aftermath. And for people who never heard of us before or might be listening for the first time, our show is called The Radio Show. Uh, we air live every Tuesday at blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I would say, you know, a while ago I could say that we were a show about nothing but Actually, we become more of a show about um, what's going on in the world today as far as black culture. We're talking about how things affect us, sometimes in a humorous way, most times in a humorous way, but we know when to get serious when we have to. Um, we have six hosts who are ranging from, you know, we're all from different places, different ages. We bring a different, you know, point of view to the table and everything. And hopefully if you like this interview today, if you're listening for the first time, you'll come back and continue to check us out. Um, if, let's see, I'm trying to get all of our stuff out of the way here so um, we can talk about our guest here. Um, so we're all over social media. So we're on uh, Instagram at It's The Radio Show, uh, Facebook, It's The Radio Show, and let me see if I can remember the Twitter handle. Twitter is at the radio show ATL. Did I get that? I believe I did. Yes, it's about time. Hey, I'm I'm improving. I'm definitely improving with that. So yeah, so we're um today uh on the show we're talking to a uh we're gonna be talking to a great uh artist. I would say up and coming, but you know, he's been around for a while but he's you know Putting himself back out here again, a rapper by the name of Richie Evans is going to be uh, joining us here. Um, we're just waiting on him to call in. But, um, yeah, you know, um, well, what we can touch on here real quick, um, if you guys don't mind, I know we're going to probably talk about this on the show tomorrow, but 
How are y'all feeling about the the current climate right now? I'm gonna start with you, ATL Deep. How how are you feeling right now? I know you're probably gonna get more off your chest tomorrow on the live show, but how are you feeling right now in the moment with all the craziness that's going on? Oh man, um, you know, despite what's going on in our climate, I feel so pretty positive and I feel I feel good. Um, I constantly try to work really hard on centering myself because I mean, honestly, the world is gonna be in chaos no matter what. So um, I think it's a great time for self-reflection for everyone. And I think even though, you know, we started with the coronavirus situation and now we're ending up and um, the protest uh, with Mr. Floyd, I think consistently it's going to be a time for self-reflection and figure out, like, are you where you want to be and what legacy do you want to leave for yourself? So I think that would be a great question, not only for ourselves, but also for our listeners too, like, in a time of chaos, like, how do you want to be remembered? Like, what do you, are you doing and fulfilling, like, your destiny while you're here, or have you been bullshit? So I just think that's what I think. What about you? Oh, for, for me, I just, I don't know. It's, it's so many things. You're almost numb, actually. You're almost numb because you keep hoping for change. You keep hoping for it, and it's like, you just get numb after a while because you just keep seeing the same story repeating itself over and over again, and it it becomes frustrating, and it becomes, I don't know, it's just like you just, when you feel that hope starting to go away, that's a bad thing. And for me, I, like I have been hoping for a long time, but it's really starting to, to weigh on me that I, I don't know where we go from here with this. What about you, Easy? How do you do? You still have that hope, you know, in the back of your mind, like this might turn into something positive at some point. Uh. To be honest, I am hopeful. Um, and the reason why I say it is because a lot of people that haven't said anything before are now saying things mm-hmm. and how what happened is wrong. Um, you know, I'll take my job, for example. You know, I had two of my superiors, you know, reach out and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry this is happening to you guys. How can I help? And it's like, wow, I never thought that this would happen, you know, in corporate America. Um, But it did. And to be honest, to me it felt genuine because here's the thing. Um, Like one of the, you know, executives told me, you know, I've seen this on TV time and time and time again. And, you you know, you can start it in 2014. You can go way further than that, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. he was saying that he had to have a conversation with his kids because his kids yeah. were like, Dad, why, mm-hmm. why did that policeman kill that black man for no reason? Mm-hmm. I thought the police were supposed to protect us. So it brings up a very interesting conversation, not only publicly, but also um, internally as well. So I'm hopeful because like I said, you know, I'm on Facebook and I was just waiting for the same old BS and uh, you know, maybe some bashing Colin Kaepernick or something, but a lot of people, if anything, have been remorseful and are really like, okay, it took me a while, but I see that this is a problem. How can I help? Mm-hmm. 100%. It's a shame that I it has to go agree. to the extremes for that, you know, where it has to be this extreme for that to come out, it, you know? I, it, it has to hit personal. 
And so I can, you know, agree with EZ because on my Facebook page, I've had, you know, I went to a predominantly white high school. Well, pretty much my whole life, pretty much mostly a white school. And I have seen not cookie-cut responses from my white peers, but, like, full-on pissed-off, questioning, you know, people's religions and how can, you know, like just going in, like sincerely going in. And I think what hit home for a lot of people is they have to justify this and explain it to their kids and see their kids are having different experiences and their kids have um, biracial cousins and they have um, big brother, big sister program in which their, their mentors are black and they have these bonds. So, they can't understand it. So when a parent has to really look at themselves, they're like, you know what, I can't pretend this doesn't exist anymore because it's like in my house now. It's not just on TV or it's not just on social media. And um, I do respect a lot of people who it takes the extra mile to, like, go out of your way to send the email to say, hey, what can I do? Um, I think my mom had a coworker reach out to her and say, you know what, I will never understand what you're going through, but um, I would love to talk with you and see, like, what can I do in my community to explain or clarify or what can I do my part? How could I do my part? And I think that's important for people to realize, like, they have to contribute something other than just watching it on TV, you know, so... That gives me hope too. So you know, the easy I have hope. You gotta have hope. <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying my best to try to hold on to it. It's just so it's just very it's just very disheartening. Um, I like the fact that we're talking about it, that we're having dialogue about it, because um, sometimes just bottling this type of stuff in, it can start to it can start to really weigh on you in a way that starts affecting other things that might not even be bothering you, like the wind might blow the wrong way and you get irritated or it's just the slightest thing, you know, and it also makes certain things that are supposed to be the least most stressful things become stressful. Like I shouldn't be worried technically about if I leave the house, if I get stopped for something and an officer stops me for something and I'm not doing anything or, or maybe there's something wrong. Maybe I got a tail light out. Maybe there's a problem that I don't have to worry about being killed behind it. Or and it's not just uh, you know it's not a gender thing. It's not just black men. I see people saying, "Hey, I play for black men," and it just doesn't happen. It's it's you know it's black women too. We need to be out there. You know, we need to be praying for y'all's safety too. It's black people. It's not just men. It's it's the entire. You know, if you're a minority, you should be concerned with that, and it's unfortunate. It's it's okay. just how it is, and it doesn't have an age range on it. George Ford was 46. You know. And 46, I mean, to some to some people, depending on who's listening to this, 46 is like, oh, that's oh, That guy's got his whole life ahead of him at 46, you know? And it's just, it's it's very disheartening to, to know that stuff like this is still happening. And then you look at it and you say, well, it's not that long ago, because when you look at, like, you know, segregation and all that stuff, all that was was a generation okay. ago. Yeah. Right. All it so was was a generation ago. Um, how, I don't know, I don't really get into the news, but I've seen several clips. What I have seen um, is a shift in accountability in, um, between, like, 
I don't know how sincere they are, but have you noticed police chiefs and also, like, governors of certain cities who are basically saying we're with the protesters and they have, like, who are also kind of verbally saying, do we think it's right that they have to write? No, but they're justified because this has continued to be a problem and the people who are supposed to listen aren't listening. Have you guys seen a lot of those uh, clips online? Yeah, I mean, I've been glued to the TV, to CNN specifically since Friday, just watching everything unfold. Um, Minneapolis mayor um, spoke very pro-protest. Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, um, was pretty vocal during his press conference on Saturday about it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. I've seen a good bit of it, and I, I can't even lie to you. I was kind of shocked that they would go public about it because, you know, politicians are worried about their voting and am I going to get reelected? And it just kind of seems like this go around, everybody's like, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong, no matter political party and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, unless you're Donald Trump who went hide in oh, a, a tornado alley or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> bunker and uh, talked about vicious dogs, but that's another story for another day. Um, I saw a really interesting post. Um, I know I mentioned Cap earlier. I just wanted to read it real quick um, since we were talking about hope and how things might change. So um, there's this guy named Ryan Michaels. I don't know the guy, but he's probably gone viral with this post because it's been shared a bajillion times. Uh, But he says, I owe you an apology, Cap. Four years ago, you made a statement, and I didn't agree with your platform. Many of my family members and people I love defended and died for the flag which you knelt before. I was offended and openly critical of your protest. I failed to lovingly come by your side and hear your heart. I looked at how you were protesting instead of the why. As a result, your cry for help fell upon deaf ears. I'm sorry. Perhaps if I had listened four years ago, things would be different today. Maybe if I joined you in your crusade, we could have made an impact together. You choose to peacefully kneel, and I condemned you. For that, I am sorry. So, wow. Pretty, pretty powerful. And what's his name again? This guy's name is Ryan. Ryan. Like I said, I don't, I don't know him. Ryan. But this post has been shared like over thousands of times. So um, I looked at that and said, wow, I'm sure there's a lot of other Americans that probably feel the same way about that. Of course. I, I, you know, how can you not? I think it's getting to a point where you're out of excuses, you know. Um, I think what's very interesting is I feel that certain people who are important to these people are now holding them accountable in a sense. It's kind of like you can do something and you can justify it, but like when your little child looks you in the face and you have to be accountable to them, like I think that kind of, you know, because these kids now, like the younger generation, I mean, even starting with our generation, we're considered the Y generation, you know, where before kids didn't maybe ask why. But now, you know, you have to be way more accountable and way more transparent. So 
I mean, I think it's big of him, you know, to apologize and be vocal about it. I'm pretty sure that wasn't easy for him to do that. Yeah, four years. And Jesus, four years ago already? Wow. Have you noticed on the radio they're playing, um, what's his name song? Um, This is America? Playing who on the radio, is it? Do you remember that song, This is America? Um, Oh, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino, yes, thank you. I just thought about it. Childish Gambino made This is America song. A couple years ago at this point, in 2018, and now it's just completely still relevant. Yeah, because nothing really. Same stuff. Nothing has really evolved in a in a positive way. We might have mm-hmm. seen it, you know, go in the opposite direction, but we haven't really seen much in the way of change for the for the positive in between that time. So yeah, it's still relevant because. Things that he was talking about in there, they still exist, you know, to this day. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird because, like, kids who are younger right now, who um, you know, they're gonna get to be the high school age, you know, you know, fifteen years from now or ten years from now, they're gonna be reading about this in history books, and they're gonna be like, man, my parents lived through stuff like this, even even though, you know. They had all this stuff going on with my great great grandparents. What they would be at the time, would be dealing with. It's real. It's like discouraging, man. Like, okay, so let me, as, like I said again, as we're waiting on our guest to join us here, um, how do you rationalize trying to remain positive in this? And like I said again, I know this is something that we're going to discuss on the show tomorrow, but it seems like we just can't talk about it enough to be, to be honest. Well. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Um, So I think of it like this. We do it because it's in our blood to do it. You know, it's how we survive. If you don't have hope and you don't um, focus on that, hope is something that you have to have passed down from from your kids and from our ancestors, you know, even during their hardest times. You know, we have to think about the fact that we've had so many more um, opportunities in our ancestors and how did they stay positive? What did they have to hold on to to get to this point of progress that we've made thus far? And that's why I feel like you have to have hope. You have to hold on to that. Because I'm thinking like here, they still manage to be successful and build companies and, and create legacies. And they literally went through segregation and they went through things that physically pent them into situations where they really couldn't and somehow they made it through. So how can we, having way more advantages, not push through and not teach our kids how to push through? Because this is the thing. There's oppression in every country. There's people who are going to have class systems and all of that stuff. That's just life. And we're going to be fine after this. We're still going to move on past this, and that's just what we have to realize, and that's how I stay hopeful. This isn't the first rodeo. You know, our, how did our parents get through it? How did they create happy homes and, you know, live life and, and be loving, you know what I'm saying, in spite of what the world is going on? You know, you still have to be able to separate yourself from that sometimes. And that's just what you have to do. It's, it's, it's essential, not an option. If you make it an option, then you can, you know, 
you may not make it, but make it not optional to be happy, not optional not to be, you know, depressed and stuff. So you can try to push through. What do you say about it, Easy? Uh, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> we we have talked about it a lot. Um, and like I said earlier, I think we just, I think the more that people start to open their ears and just listen to what is being said and they continue to educate themselves and continue to educate others, it'll get better. I mean, let's be honest. Um, black people ain't going nowhere. Um, our culture is still prevalent in America. Um, there's a ton of us around. You know, we're not going anywhere. We're still very influential, um, and we still have a lot left to accomplish. So, um, you know, I- I'm hopeful, but, you know, I guess the question I have still lingering in my head is, like, how many more people, black people, have to die in that manner to for us to change the judicial system and the laws that we have in this country because somebody made a good point on Twitter it was like man you know a bunch of racist slave owners like made the laws that we follow and that was like three three centuries ago like it's time to reform some of that in one way it is. shape or form it is <laughs> I mean, we're still working on a work week, a 40-hour work week that was created, I think, back in the 20s. We're still working on that to this day where the the standard work week is, you know, a 40-hour a week, five days a week that was created before some of our grandparents was were born for some people depending on your age before your great grandparents was born and we still working off that it's like the old way ain't working but to some people the old way is all they know so they just keep wanting to have it that way and it's just it's it's un, it's unfortunate and i don't know i mean i don't want to just beat this into the ground but it's just you know it's a lot of talking and stuff going on there's a lot of encouragement of people that about what we need to be doing and all that stuff but we've been talking for a long time We've been making moves to make things correct for a long time, and it's like I don't know. For every advancement we advancement we take, it's like two steps back. Like I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna take. I just I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I think to that point, you know, uh, George Floyd is like you know. I don't know. Since 2014, I don't know how many unarmed black people have died at the hands of police, but. I mean, you know, he's number whatever, and now all of a sudden everybody's making a statement about it. Everybody has something to say about it. So you just never know. That's true. He might have. He did spark something. He did start all this. But I think this one was probably. I'm not gonna. I'm not just just taking away from anything that has happened to any of our other brothers and sisters. But the, the blatant egregiousness of what happened to him on camera. While others stood idly by, was this was the yes. tipping point? So I think you were yes. on something with that easy. This was they was like, all right, we've seen all these other ones. You can question this and this. We literally saw a man lean on another man until he could not get up anymore because he he was dead. That was too much. They was like, that's enough. We can't do this no more. We've had enough. Because you can't justify you can't justify that. And I mean. The fact that now it's being reported that they probably knew each other. 
so now this is like a cop settling some kind of vendetta because if y'all worked at the same nightclub, I'm pretty sure both of you guys in security light roles crossed paths and knew each other and maybe something was said. Now time has gone by. You caught him in the streets and now you want to, you already want, knew you wanted to take him out. So there's so much more developing about it. And it's just like, you know what? It's going to be a lot. Basically needing to dismantle, you know. So we see who knows what's going to It'll be very interesting to see what develops out of this because I know it's disrupting a lot of people. And when people start losing money behind stuff, then things get done. Basically, yeah. it's crazy. It's real crazy. You just try to. I don't know. You just try to figure it out the best you can and try to keep moving the best you can. And I don't know, man. If you like I said, if you just keep letting it weigh on you, it'll start to it'll just, you know, start to weigh you down. So you just got to try to turn it around. And I and trust me, you know with this, you know this thing these things happen, you know, um I was going to say while while we're waiting on I guess these things happen where we didn't intend for this to be a race talk at the at the beginning, but you know things things happen, but you know um it just feels kind of good to Get get your feelings out there, and like I said, I know we'll do that more at length um, when we go on the air live on uh, on Tuesday, which is tomorrow when we're recording this. So um, what we're going to do right now is oh, – I'm sorry, Easy, were you going to say something? I was just going to say um, for our listeners, a really good video to check out. Um, Chris Como had a monologue the other day on the show um, called The Tale of Two Cities. Um he brought a lot of facts to the table and a lot of other things. So if you haven't seen that three-minute clip, it's all over social media. You should check it out. It's really eye-opening about what's going on. Ooh, thank you. Check it out. So um, this is what we're going to do uh, here. Because, again, you know, this is this is what's happening right now is we're live to tape. So when you hear this later, this will be recorded at another point and then released later. Um, what we're going to do to try to uh, make room for um, our our guest is we're going to uh, get into one of their songs. We're going to be talking to rapper Richie Evans. So um, we're going to play one of his songs. Um, it's called Overdosed on Arrogance. Now, he has another song out called The Purge that he's pushing, and we want to talk about that with him before we play that song, but we do want to get into something by him and uh, give him some room to get here. So... Um, Usually we don't play music on the aftermath, but we're gonna uh, we were gonna play his songs and we still are. So we're gonna go ahead and play "Overdose on Arrogance" here real quick, and hopefully we can get him on the line and then we can um, go ahead with the interview. We got some good questions for him. He's a very interesting guy, um, very diverse background, and uh, we want to bring that interview to you. So if uh, you guys don't mind, just hanging on just a second. Enjoy this song from Richie Evans. It's called. Overdosed on arrogance, and then uh, we'll see what's going on with that. We'll be right back in just a second. I'm off a sip of that vodka. I chase it with that grapefruit. My vibe is a million, really, I'm on straight. Louis V. Damier, young Richie Cash. 
Pablo swinging till my nigga yay. My girl is infectious. My girl's on some next shit. We up to me. You know who best Yeah. Confidence at the highest cost. You can't call yourself a boss if you ain't took a loss. And got it all back. Pure stacks, all racks. It's all hustlers over here. Baby, y'all fat. All arrogant. Hopping out Carrera with. Show you I will never miss. Kobe. I'm branding back to my city cause I'm solidified To all you new motherfuckers who've been missing vibes You better rearrange your game plan and improvise I'm in the studio, really in the studio Drinking champagne and Don Julio huh. I told Justin get them vocals right So we can touch a couple million in the summertime I want the race, he wants the Ferrari I'm on that creed, he on that Bugatti Smelling great Welcome back to the radio show, The Aftermath. You just heard a song from Richie Evans called Overdose on Arrogance. That's a really good song, man. Like, it's it's really good. And, yeah, as soon as it comes on, it just catches you. And you can check that out on any of the streaming platforms that are out here. It's on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music. Whichever one you use, it's available on there for you to download and listen to. It's really good. Um. So, um, as I was saying earlier, this is the radio show, The Aftermath. You got me, M16, got Easy and ATL Diva. We are exactly one half of our regular cast. The rest of our group, we got your boy Cujo, The Jerk, and Tiki Blue. Collectively, we are the radio show, airing every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash is the radio show. Our on-demand episodes are available on just about every streaming platform. I, I almost forget when I start naming them how many that we're on at this point. So it's Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn. Um, am I missing another one? Oh, and also we're going to be soon to be on Pandora also. Like any day now we'll be on Pandora also. Ooh, I like it. See, 
we breaking news here because the rest of the crew didn't even know that. But yeah, pretty soon we're gonna be on Pandora. But all you gotta do to find us is just search. It's the radio show. I'm going into full commercial mode here because there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this show who have never heard of it before. So also I want to put this out there to the listeners of this podcast as well as that we are a show that in this platform we showcase people with talent. So if you're somebody, you're a rapper, you're a singer, a designer, an author, we just talked to a uh, a gentleman who's a co-founder of a of a brewery, you know, they're brewing their own beer. If you are somebody that has a business and you feel your story is interesting and it warrants being showcased, send us an email, the radio show inbox at gmail.com. So if you're, you know, someone who has musical talent, send us your MP3s, send us a bio, you know, we're here to showcase people's talents. That's what that's kinda of almost part of the reason that we exist. The other reason to exist is to be a voice for people in our demographic, but also to help use whatever platform we have to help push people to reach their goals. So if you're aspiring, you know, artist, you know, just give us a holler. All right, so, again, we're waiting on our, our, our guest here, Richie Evans, but in the interim, ATL Diva, you had something that you came across that uh, you thought was kind of interesting. We'd love to check that out. got a little uh, celebrity oh. gossip. So I was on media takeout, and I saw a headline that grabbed my attention. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this correct? So the article actually says that Faith Evans was arrested for beating her husband, Stevie J, and apparently she's been beating on him for a minute. Now, I don't know how many of you have watched, like, Love and Hip Hop and everything, especially Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, so you would know, like, Stevie J was with Jocelyn, um, the Puerto Rican princess, and, you know, they had all their drama and stuff, and if anybody I thought was going to probably put them hands on him, I thought it would have been her, but no, it's the sweet and, like, you know, soulful singing Faith Evans that used to be married to Biggie. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, are you guys as sharp as me? Like, she's been putting them paws on CBJ. I really want to know what happened, what the conversation was about, or that to be extreme. They said this man had open wounds when the police got there. So she went to jail, basically. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, I, I will say this. I'm The part <laughs> that I'm shocked, the part that I'm shocked about the biggest part that I'm shocked about is that this thing would happen during the middle of a pandemic slash the world is burning. She felt like this was a good time to, <laughs> this was a good time to, um, you know, lash out at, uh, a good time to lash out and, and do something like this. I mean, if any, if there's any time for you to like start trying to get along, this would probably be the time to do it. I'm but you know, they say domestic violence rates, have gone up since we've been in quarantine. Like, that's a real thing. So I wonder if, if they've been in the house together too long, been they were quarantined together, and some just popped off. And, I mean, he, he's a lot bigger than her, so I definitely am very surprised that she, you know, is a... It's my first time hearing that, you know, she's violent. Especially, unfortunately, because Biggie used to be a little violent, so I'm shocked that, you know, she would, you know, also 
be violent too. You know what I mean? It's shocking to me too. Very. Um, like I said, that the world is burning and we got all this craziness going on. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do not condone it, but we are very shocked. Just based off what I know about Stevie J, he probably got caught cheating or something. Okay. I mean, but that is that still an excuse to be <laughs> to be getting beat on here, grown man. Hey, hey, hey! I never said. Did I begin my statement <laughs> with it was justified? I never said that. I'm just saying. Uh, Based on the few episodes I've seen of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta or whatever the show is, no, uh, act like it's whatever. DJ's a player, player. You, 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 you watched it. <laughs> he said it like I mean, he tried to cover that up. Whatever. Based on the few episodes that I've seen, Love and Hip Hop, you know what it is. Is that on I mean, your? Is is that love like, and Hip Hop Atlanta? Are we gonna, are we gonna find that save to like your demand on demand stuff? I mean, if you watch it, you watch it. That's that's cool. Don't let don't let. Sometimes. Pretty sure I was pretty clear on that. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna go down your rabbit I'm not gonna go down your rabbit hole, sixteen. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying look. Don't mind me, I'm just saying, you like man, you, you know. You like what you like. I I, said I'm not what done. I so, so okay. listen, listen, which is your favorite franchise? Is it Atlanta or Miami? Like, what are the few ones that you saw? New York? I, I've really only seen Atlanta, and that's because I was forced to with my girlfriend. So, I don't know what else to say about it. Air oh, you know, you know, trade has to be made. Mm. If she sits through a, a Monday night football game, you got to watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. There, there are trades that have to be made. No, nah, I don't know about those oh. type of trades. I don't know about that. Really? I know about that. <laughs> really? I know you of all people are talking. Stop. Yeah, but yeah. have I watched a rom-com? Of putting on a front. Some, have I watched a rom-com or some quirky nonsense that I don't want to see in exchange for an action movie or something like that? Sure. But if she knows that's blatantly not a show I care about, um, I'm not gonna watch it. I've never seen now this no disrespect if you know, if you're a fan of love and hip hop, you know, more power to you. You know, your cable bill is gonna be just as high with or without VH one. But if you watch it, that's on you. But for me that's not my type of that's not my entertainment. I don't I don't pay attention to it, so I've never seen an episode before. Um I do know who Stevie I'm, J I'm is. I'm calling your bluff past. on the first part. How about what? Your bluff on the first part. What Man. about sitting down to, to watch a show? So so you mean to tell me Mr. 16 has not made you sit down and watch a TV show you didn't want to watch? Um, Mr. 16. Love it. No, 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 I can't, I can't say that. Man, I mean, stop lying. Why are you putting on this cap for our <laughs> listeners, dog? Okay, oh. so what are the receipts? Like, what has he watched that he's not going to admit to watching TV? Please, I don't have any specific shows, but you best believe when the women of his household are hungry, that man is running to the door to go get some food. So if he's doing that for food, <laughs> I can only imagine what he's doing about a TV show and the couch. Okay, so first off, the food don't is something me. that benefits benefits me as well. Don't but I was me. waiting, I was waiting on some specific proof of what you know that I've watched because I I don't if I don't like a show, I'm not gonna just now. Would I be in the room, maybe? Possibly. With oh my, my headphones God. on or doing other yeah. things. That's what you're I'm in the doing. room, but not paying. You're not watching. You're not I'm not watching. I'm not paying any attention. We are. 
So, so me getting the opportunity, me getting the opportunity to, you know, do other things while I'm doing that, then I'm gonna take that, you know, I'm gonna take that opportunity to do that. So I mean, don't get me started. And for whatever reason, while we're talking about this. For whatever reason, I can hear Tiki in the back of my head just going off saying, "Yes, you have. You know you can do it." Oh, Thank damn, you. Can't you hear? <laughs> Why? Is, where's Where's my backup when I need it? Uh, this might come up tomorrow. It may slip. I'm just saying. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying it's gonna be me. Oh, I'm, I'm not that I'm petty, not but you, if you want to go that route, if you want to go that route, I'm a hundred percent with you. This is the thing. This has really nothing to do. This has nothing to do with me. There's only one person of admission of a show that they may or may not have watched because their girlfriend implored them. <laughs> I never said and I haven't. I said I've. I said I've watched a few episodes. There's been no uh, wishy-washy tone in what I said. I have watched some episodes. You know what? We might we might have to go to the source on this. We may have to contact Mrs. M16. Yeah, to see we she to has to say about it. Listen, you tell me after. Fifteen years. This is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. We all hit. We're gonna hit up Mrs. M sixteen. We're gonna ask her for at least four rom com or um, you know, reality shows that he has watched. And then what we're gonna do is play one gotta go only for him. Well, I was gonna say good luck with that because. <laughs> She said, "This is this is what she said." She said that because I I poked at her before, like, "Hey, you know, you ever want to just co- co- you know come on the show?" And she was like, "Under no circumstances will I ever come on." And she was like, "It's nothing against the show." She was like, "She just knows that radio is not for her." So, you know, it's okay. I I, I have her cell phone number. I can text her. Exactly. Back. And, again, this is not about this is not about me and what I didn't watch because I I like I said I didn't openly admit to. I did. I'm telling you flat out that I have not, you know. Well, we'll and just play one got to go and see how you feel about it. Because EZ was the one over there, at, you know, admitting it. He wanted to point it back at me like, you're trying to say you haven't? And I'm like, nah. I'm, I mean, and I'm not saying that like, um, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here on a pedestal. Amen. Like, I don't do that stuff. I do plenty of things that I don't want to do for the sake of the relationship. But watching some show that I cannot stand is so not on that one list. Thing. Oh, so this is this is a great rabbit hole, Easy. Okay, so hey, listen. All right, all guys do it. So this isn't that, 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 and that's all. my point, Diva. Every guy <laughs> has done it, whether it was a girlfriend, uh, a friends with benefits, whatever you want to call it, wife, baby mama. Every guy's done it at one point in their life. All guys do girl stuff. They just so don't want to. We're just simply calling your bluff. On that statement. So if you well, haven't no. watched the reality show, what what's one thing you've done that technically you didn't prefer because it was a little girly, but you did it for love? No, I can name you a million movies <laughs> that I've watched with her. Okay, we said TV shows, but like these psychological thriller <laughs> movies, I've sat through a million of them. Okay, but those aren't girly. No, but I'm just We're saying talking about specific, girly stuff, like reality you mean like, quir- like quirky movies or this something This man like that? said a thriller movie that he willingly right. went to because he knew he was going to get cuddled the whole time. Stop it. <laughs> Were you, you do stuff for a cuddle point? Aw. Mm-hmm. But, again, 
factual, meaning <laughs> you're literally saying it. So we're going for the word. I can't interpret that you said, well, whatever did you do? We said, see, this is, for the people who listen, this is what happens on our show all the time. We start talking about one thing, and it just degenerates into what you're hearing right now. So this went from saying, hey, <laughs> is there a TV show that you watch, which the answer was no, and then it goes to movies, like, Y'all just got to try to catch me up on something. Yes. I'm just like, hey, all you have to do is relationship. Rom, rom-com type of movie. Okay. What's the rom-com that you watched with your wife that you thought you were going to hate, but you kind of liked it? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So there was this, um, I'm trying to remember. It was an Adam Sandler movie. Um, with him and Drew Barrymore, it wasn't Fifty First Dates, but it was the one where um, they went to—I think they went to Africa. I don't remember the name of the movie. Um, somebody got Google or something. We can try and remember it, but it was a uh, what was the name of the movie? Terry Crews was, was, was it you know or the Wedding Singer? Yeah, Blended. Blended, that was it. Okay, so I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be awful. In 2014. Okay, so, yeah, so so that was one of them where I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to see this. And then next thing you know, I'm like, hey, this wasn't that terrible. You know, it's not not so terrible. So there's one example right there. Everybody's so terrible. Oh, that definitely looks like a wrong. It is definitely categorized. It is a wrong. That's exactly what it is. Uh, I haven't even heard of it. Hmm, I wonder if it's on Netflix. Watch. And this is what happens with this show all the time. It's like we we start off in one box about something, and then next thing you know, this is where we end up every time, every single time. Hmm. Yeah, it happened. It happens at least once a week, at least. Okay. So, you know what? I don't know if we could talk about this now or talk about tomorrow. But even though we are in this pandemic, like, has it made anybody think about new ways to, like, make money or companies that have been able to, like, legit survive and thrive off of this kind of stuff? Who for sure? Wait, you said different ways that people can make money? I mean, you've seen it with... You've seen it with things that already exist right now. The companies like, mm-hmm. you know, the Skypes and the Zooms of the world have already figured out how to make money off of people who are choosing to stay at home. I mean, Zooms mm-hmm. have got to be worth way more than what they were. They were doing fine before all this, and they got to be doing real well now because think about it. If you are somebody who works in – I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, they are um, – Financial tidbit right here. I bought this stock at one fifty. It got up to one seventy. I made twenty bucks off of it and sold it. Yes, this stock is booming. Oh. Uh, Mrs. Sixteen confirmed that she's made made you watch the photograph with her. You te- okay? So first off, the photograph. I I publicly said on my Facebook page that the photograph was a good movie. And that's not a quirky Yawn. white movie. The point, that's not a quirky. That's, that's, a, that's a black. Point, that's a black drama. And I want. A, I'm fine with that. And you texted her while we were online. Did that? that? <laughs> because I know Evie was too quiet over there. Act like this hmm. never happened. 
beautiful. You are amazing. So you, so you texted he him while we were on the air. He got, yep. Uh huh. He's so quiet. Come on, everybody. Everybody knew two minutes into this conversation you was bluffing. So I just had to confirm. But the photograph is <laughs> oh, not. That's not oh, under oh, the. Oh. That's not. That's not under the guidelines that was talked about. This is not even a part mm. of it. The photograph is a black movie. It's super black. It's fantastically Bruh, black. Nobody categorized. Super black. The, the, the question was, <laughs> have you watched something with your girl or significant other that you didn't want to watch, but you watched it? And there we go. I, I, I didn't not want to watch it. I just wasn't as enthusiastic about she was. And this is not about me. You, this is about you, you did it. You did you it because you watched your Love wife and Hip Hop, and you, and you probably her. liked it. This has nothing to do with me. <laughs> nah, I mean, you, you could ask mine, and she'll tell you I don't like it. Then don't watch it. I mean, why you make it sound like I watch it every day? Like, <laughs> Okay. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, now, guys. I, I, love, I, love, these, I love this kind of stuff. It's great. Clearly. Clearly you do. I just had to call that bluff. You was way too confident in your voice. You got to tried to get the bass all in your voice to cover it up, but it's all good. I, there was nothing that I was denying. I, I said flat out, I was like, yes, there are plenty of things that I've done that. So now what you've done is you've kicked the hornet's nest now. Mur- you know there's murder hornets out here. You've, you've kicked it. Oh my God. So now it's going to be like, oh, you don't want to now? We should, like, Make a wall like on our social media of like the really old stuff that he says now. Like, oh yeah, you really kick the hornet's this now. You're not 65 and your name's not Bill. What's happening? Get off my lawn, you heathen. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I said kick a hornet's nest so I could say murder hornets. You guys are no fun whatsoever. <laughs> None. No, None. you're all the fun. Cause <laughs> Do you keep the Bengay by your bed? I mean, is it poor? Oh, you just got to love this. And, um, you know, just to be full transparency <laughs> while we're recording this podcast, we've been waiting on our, our guest here. And this just goes to show you as far as with our show is that none of this stuff was planned. Everything that was planned around this podcast was planned around uh-huh. during, doing an, an interview. So it's not like we had a script or even talked about what we were going to talk about outside of, you know, outside of doing, you know, said interview, which we're you know almost an hour into recording this, and we're still waiting. But this is these are the things that happen when, you know, life happens. Things come up, you schedule things, it happens. But we roll with it because that's what we do every week on our show is roll with it because all we do is have crazy things that happen behind the scenes that nobody sees. That there are all type of fireworks and stuff going off. The the switchboard isn't working correctly. Sometimes people, you know, it's, it's all kind of things that go on that people don't see. So it's just full transparency. It, it happens, you know. Sometimes this may even be a case of it where sometimes our guest line, even though we have plenty of lines for people to call in, I, you know, we get text messages saying, hey, the line is busy. I'm like, how? We got like 50 open lines. How is it possible? So it happens. Wow. Um, on another side note, um, the CEO of Off White only donated fifty dollars to help protesters get out of jail. I'm sorry. And posted about it like he did something good. Oh, okay, so 
Okay, so first off, need an education here. Off white, who who what is what product is that? Yeah, who is that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a brand of clothing, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, I hear don't use off white guys. You never know if it's like a car or a brand of clothing. So let's uh let's go to Google real quick while we're let's, on here. Yes, we got way you know. too many questions for there to be Google in existence. Let's Google that and take a look. I'm interested. Um, so it is it is an apparel company. Um, and it was founded by Virgil Abloh um in twenty twelve. So again, off white is a brand of clothes that a lot of rappers refer to in their songs. Anyways, the CEO, the Virgil guy I just mentioned, <laughs> he donated fifty dollars uh on I guess GoFundMe to uh, help protesters uh, that needed bail money, and he posted about it. Yeah. Now so you might be wondering, to, is that the equivalent to like you know a guy tips somebody a dollar and be like, all right, so don't spend all that in one place now? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm trying. I'm trying to Google his net worth right now because uh, he is worth an estimated four million dollars. Four million. So. So would people, yeah. would people be giving him heat if that five oh was like let's say he did five thousand dollars? People would be like, okay, that's cool, you know. Well, the well the joke right now from what I've been seeing on Twitter and Instagram is that when people first looked at it, they thought it was like you know five thousand, and then they looked again, it's like oh fifty. But I think the funnier part is that he could have just donated fifty and went about his business, but apparently he posted about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Oh, so he put it out there like, hey, guys, look what I did. I gave a whole crispy $50 bill to the cause. Don't everybody thank me at once? Yeah. yeah, so he's got 50 million followers on Instagram. I'm sorry, uh, five and a half million followers on Instagram, so I'm sure they went in on his ass. You know what? Mm. We're going to debut a new segment right here on the Aftermath, and it's called Read the Comments. What's this guy's name again? I'm going to search him right now, and we're going <laughs> to we're gonna read the comments. As a matter of fact, we, we've just created something off the cuff here. We're going to read the comments. What's this, what's this called again? Off-White? His name is Virgil Alba. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, A-L-B-O-H. Or is Alba. this on Twitter, or what platform are you on? Um, I was on Instagram because so I was seeing somebody trolling him about it, but I'm sure it's on Twitter. You know, here's one thing Virgil. about Twitter for those mm-hmm. of you out there. Um, if you post something on Twitter, that shit's going to be there forever, no matter if you delete it or what. Because oh, no, nah, you've been screenshot stuff. You've been captured. You've been, like, there's even, no getting around. Even your live video that you think is not being recorded, somebody screen recorded that and posted it on Twitter. So you're screwed. Oh, what's the quickness? What's the quickness? Oh, let's go to Twitter because I'm, you know. So, so, we, so what is the Instagram, what's the Instagram handle? Uh, I think it's just his name. I, I, he's trending on Twitter, though. Let's see. No, well, this, yeah, I was going to say, this, this, ain't, this ain't him on Instagram. This look like one of the, I don't I don't mean to be disrespectful, but this look like one of the guys who sent you the, the Nigerian Prince email, so I don't think this is the guy. Sorry. Um Still waiting on us to claim that million dollars to this day. Oh, so this tw- is him, Canary Yellow Off-White. Oh, that, That's what it is? Oh. You said Canary. We're actually doing well, it. I'm on Canary. 
Yo, yo, yeah, go on Twitter. He's trending, and they are destroying him. <laughs> so which post is it? Okay, because he's posting right now. Let me see. Oh, he probably deleted okay, it. Okay. Well, he's going like in he as a 36, though. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, okay, I'm so, reading it. Canary, yellow, off-white. We do, we're actually, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't oh, find it. I oh. want to see this for myself. <laughs> yeah, they, so first, he's apologizing. So, he's a, so the post starts out, and I see why people are, like, coming for him. So the post, like, I guess from, like, three minutes ago, he's sending, like, this screenshot message of, you know, he's so sick about, like, what happened to, you know, George Floyd and generations of black people. So I guess he kind of went on this little rant about um, the stores and, his, like, his friends and his store, I guess, maybe his store possibly was looted. And he said, I apologize, but it seems like my concern for those stores outweighed my concern for our right to protest injustice and express our anger and rage in this moment. I also joined a social media chain of friends who were matching $50 donations. So I guess that's why he donated fifty dollars. But I'm like, okay, well, how many times did he match other people's donations of fifty dollars? Would be the question. He said, well, I apologize him that appears not providing the context. So okay, I think, I think that is hilarious that that is the story because I tell you what, man, us black people, man, we will take a story and spin it and either turn it into <laughs> the funniest thing you've ever heard or black the craziest thing you've a- ever heard. Everybody's so you, black Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You don't want black Twitter coming for you. I, I've seen a lot of people you be canceled during this whole thing. Man, now if we can use that for good, like more politically, black Twitter could come for people that probably would get some things rolling. Hmm. Probably. Well. Wow. And he does have a whole bunch of followers too. Uh, oh, he's explaining now. He's saying, I can understand your frustration if you think my contributions were limited to $50. Purely false when it comes to the total, I have donated $20,500 to bail funds and other causes related to this movement. Why did you post it at all, though? You know what I mean? Like, you should have just been sending private messages to your friends. Hey, go donate to this cause versus things. No. Yeah, because I mean that's different. If you got like, if you got a bunch of rich friends, and if you, all of y'all pooling in fifty bucks, that could turn into something. But if you like, I mean, he probably got fifty dollars in his pocket right now. I mean, I'm not trying to count nobody else's money, but you know, four million dollars. Uh, well, let me ask you. Let me ask y'all a question real quick. How do you feel about that when people count other people's money in that manner? Like when a celebrity, oh, he donated a thousand dollars, or uh, who was the who was the rapper that bought? Uh, was it was it Kendrick Lamar? It was somebody who bought somebody like a, a nice yes, car. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar yeah, he bought, bought his sister, sister like a brand new Camry. Yeah, everybody yeah, like, and everybody man, like, you bought her a Camry. Like, you could have bought her a Benz or a you know a Lexus. <laughs> it's like, dude, this I is team sister. <laughs> Right, but I'm like, I find it really annoying that other people try to tell other people how to spend their money. Like, first of all, even as a business owner, like, it costs to keep a business afloat, and you're already being overtaxed and overcharged on literally everything. You already got other bills. 
you don't know how his money goes where you feel like, I mean, Camrys aren't cheap. They still cost about $30,000 for the base model of a Camry. So and you know that's more than a young. lot of people make in a year, some people. They don't make that much in a year. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, okay, perfect example. They tripped on him for buying a, his sister a Camry, but they dragged Candy Bird from Real Housewives of Atlanta for buying her daughter, like, what, a, um, what was it, a Mercedes truck or a Porsche truck? And she's uh, in high you school. You can't win either way. And her mom, you can't win either way. So I'm like, first of all, this little girl has been rich her whole life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was never, like, poor. So why do you feel like, you? oh, man, I, like, totally got all of in it in Facebook comments, and I pissed a lot of people off, and it was a great day. So I'm like, but how can you say she should have bought her daughter a Honda Accord when she's been rich her whole life? You wouldn't say that if she was white. Because white parents who got money buy their kids expensive cars all the time and nobody says anything. Speaking of paying money to bail people out, Drake donated $100,000 to this call. Oh, wow. Apparently, apparently he posted about it on Twitter or on uh, mm. Instagram. Sorry. But there you go. You ever wonder, like, where does the GoFundMe money go? Like, who they charge of making sure people get bailed out? And how do they come up with Oh, my God. Drake is worth $150 million. That doesn't surprise, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me, man. That dude's made a lot of money in music when there's not a lot of people who are getting paid to, his de- <laughs> to that degree in rap nowadays. And he's making a whole bunch of money. Wow. I mean, for any artist, that's a lot of money. But then again, he does have his own. um, He's got OVO, you know. And he has that basketball team in Canada, right? It's a basketball team. I I don't know if he has any ownership in them. I know if he's like a. He's a token. He's like a. a, uh, You know, it's like a. Like a figure. They call him their celebrity. uh, Not even a figure. He's just. I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but he's just. Yeah, he doesn't own the team. He's just like their celebrity ambassador. I think that's a way to put it. Even though wasn't Drake like wasn't he a Miami Heat fan when the Heat were really hot? Was so Drake is that guy that like he's like a typical LeBron fan. He just goes where the winning is. So like you know how LeBron I mean, fans but... like they jump teams, and I'm not dissing LeBron fans. I'm just using it as an example. But Drake is more like I'm going with whatever team's the best. Um, but there's an God, I'd have to find it. But like they did like a, a win loss record of the teams that win and lose when Drake wears his when Drake wears that team's jersey. Oh, and I think like all the teams God. are like like if he wears the jersey on the day of the game, like your team's more than likely gonna lose. <laughs> so like in the past teams have been like, Hey Drake, don't wear our stuff to the game. We're trying to win. Appreciate it. Crazy. Rude. Well, I think he, you know, he basically, I think when he was a Miami fan, I think he lived in Miami for me. Like, of course, because he was with Young Money, I think he's kind of everywhere, but they are based in Miami for a significant period of time, so I think he probably became a fan when he was there. Uh, Drake is the team's global ambassador. So I knew the word ambassador was in there somewhere. Hey. Have you? Oh, we should talk about that show. Okay, not now, but like maybe in the future. Um, 
that is it a documentary called The Last Game where it's kind of like talking about the Chicago Bulls? Oh my God! Don't don't say don't say nothing else. Just you stop right there, okay? <laughs> don't say nothing else. You just you you stop yeah, right there. Oh, oh my God! Come on, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> is it the so, last dance you know what? or the last? <laughs> oh my God! Yes, it's the last dance. Okay, I knew it was something. The last. I mean, I knew it was. I enjoyed watching it the other day. I was just having this conversation about it. Don't hurt my feelings. Okay. No, that's Either just way, a prime example of, so, you know. You know what? Hey, okay, <laughs> so this is the reverse. This is how women watch stuff with men that we wouldn't normally probably watch, but we take an interest, just like y'all take an interest in the rom-coms. Y'all have us watching all kinds of stuff we wouldn't just click play on either. This is one of those examples. Okay. Yep. We're just going to, you know what we're going to do after you said the last, okay, forever is going to be called the last <laughs> game, even though it's the last dance, because you said it. It's, 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 it's amazing. That sounds so this, better. The last game sounds better than the last game. I mean, it makes so much So much more than a game. This is what we're going to do with this. All right. This is, this is what we're going to do. Is this episode? I know we were supposed to do the interview. It didn't happen the way it was supposed to. We're, we're going to save this in the archive for another day as a lost episode to drop on some random day because there's some good stuff here. This was really silly, man. She called it the last game. I'm <laughs> done, man. I'm done. <laughs> so, um. I guess it sounds yeah. better, but whatever. Oh, and real quick, they just. Another another curfew has been uh, enacted for for tonight. I don't know if you guys saw the alert on your phones, but in, again in Atlanta, another, another curfew. It doesn't matter in the suburbs. Nobody cares. It's the crazy times that we live in right now, where the government has to tell grown ass people what time to take their ass home. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I. So we'll just keep this in the uh, in in the archives for a, for a rainy day because there is some good stuff there. But wow, you know. But again, these things happen. You plan them, they kind of fall through. Who knows? But hopefully one day we'll be able to uh, to grab him and uh, get the uh, the interview taken care of. But otherwise, this is gonna go off into the archives. We'll see what happens. Do, do you want to go ahead and uh, ask the don't at me questions and let me and Diva play before we go? Uh, actually, I mean, no, you ain't got to ask all of them, but the ones that are that could be useful, entertaining to the general public, put it like that. Well, I could ask Diva this one because it's going to come up again. Does pineapple uh, belong on pizza? Hell yeah! Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Are you? Are we serious right now? Jesus Christ! Why do you think so? Why do you think it's so many people like it? Because it's a vital to pizza. Hello, with some bacon and some cheese. Mm. It's like eat savory. Diva, Diva, please stop. I'm gonna throw up on this. Oh my God! Please stop. Obviously, it was important enough for y'all to ask a question, so it's just valid. Because no, I just was going to give the correct answer, which was no. 
Yeah, I just was gonna. I was just gonna ask our guest about that and, and hope and pray that he said that with the most vigorous, you know, amount of gumption no! behind it. No. And say that. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have another one so she can redeem herself? Can, can you use you one never more? Know what you're gonna no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save these. I, I, cause I don't want to ask Diva no more, cause she's just gonna, she's just gonna irritate me with that. She's gonna, <laughs> well, okay, I can ask her one that we asked uh, uh, one of our guests from this weekend. What is your, what is the best music streaming service? Is it Amazon, Apple? Is it um, there's Deezer, there's Spotify? Who's the best? Wait, that's, um, that's not fair. She has an Android phone. There's no way she's going to pick Apple. But it's, but it's available on Android for you. Yeah, it but like, who says I have I like Android Apple. Device? Okay. This, this turned out I better than I said I have Apple products. I don't have an Apple phone, but I have other Apple products like iPads and stuff and AirPods. So, yeah, I mean, I like Apple. So you you saying that Apple Music is the best streaming service? Uh, yeah, I think it's one of the top ones because everything's definitely going to hit Apple. Everything after that is questionable. See, see, Diva, mm. Diva doesn't know how the mm. game works. She doesn't. She doesn't <laughs> know how the. Game no, works. no, no. She no. She got that. First of all, right. good job, Diva. We can end the show. Now. Thank you. We, yes, we're gonna we're gonna end it on that. So this will go in the mm-hmm. this is gonna go in the archive somewhere in the lost files. So one of these days it's gonna pop up in the feed like, hey, where'd this come from? It was a random show where we had an interview schedule, kinda of fell through, things happened. You'll be seeing it somewhere <laughs> in your timeline. So save your energy for tomorrow, you're gonna to need it because we got a big show coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're gonna get up out of here. Appreciate you. No theme music to leave off because this is totally random. Well, good talk. It is. See you later. Right. Night, night. Have a shot. Go watch yeah. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, easy. And you can go rewatch the photograph. You. The photograph ah. is an excellent movie. I'll have you know, it's fantastic. Okay. But the uh, mm-hmm. but you were not the reason why you watched it in the first place, and that's the point that matters. Good night, America. He's sick and, and we're related. <laughs> Good night, America. <laughs> <laughs> later, y'all.